You're listening to the Frame 100 Podcast, a show by Brick Filmers for Brick Filmers. And welcome back to the Frame 100 Podcast, the show that hopefully gets you closer to that next frame every time you listen. You're listening to episode 19 of the show. I'm Chris, known as Goldbrick Productions, here with Trevor, a.k.a. Suited Ninja Nerd Studios. Welcome to 2021. Sam, a.k.a. Locker 74 Productions. Did you say 76 or 74? I said 74! Okay, said 74. I thought you said 76. That could be, okay. <laughs> Never mind. We good. Now Sam's we delusional. We good. I'd like to think I've grown as a human being. Well, okay. And Ed Marcus, a.k.a. Brick Hat Studios. Hello there. Welcome back. <laughs> Sam, I'm utterly insulted. We've <laughs> known each other for how long? Uh, let's see. Oh, it's been about three years? Four years now. Yep, long enough. Long <laughs> it's been enough. three. Actually, fun <laughs> fact. Some would say too long. Fun fact, two years ago today, I was in Alabama meeting Jared for the first time in person at Brick Fair, Alabama. Man. That's right. Gang, Nobody gang. Feel, feels good and bad, man. Yo, man. Oh, Dude, I was actually, I was actually thinking about that trip today, and like, that was a lot of fun. Like, just me and Jared just in the car, just yelling at the GPS because it kept taking us to the wrong place. We get stuck in traffic, and then that's the best. He had to. I remember after Brick Fair, he had to go back to his hometown, and I was like, "All right, I'll chill in, I'll, I'll chill in Birmingham. That's fine." And I ended up watching Adam. What was it? Adam's Family Values in my hotel room all night. Like, <laughs> that's all I did that night. And I was like, that's a good memory. So I popped up on my Facebook and Snapchat today. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to share this. I found all the pictures, too. I took, like, 95 pictures of all the stuff I found at Brick Fair. Like, the creations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah. I want to go back. Just to Alabama would be fine. Brick Fair, Virginia's. We're gonna find out about that. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll we'll see about that. Yeah, no, that's one thing I've been uh coming coming to realize too with like the vlogs is that e- even though I know all like at least Chris and I edit the crap out of them to make them like meme and stuff, like there's still just so many awesome memories in there. And even if I wasn't uploading them publicly, I'm still I, I would still be really inclined to take video of everything because it's just. You you remember so many cool memories of just all the crazy crap that we've done, um, and it's 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 really nice just getting to rewatch it. <laughs> I totally agree. Heck, I know people were making fun of me because mine's like nearly an hour long. I want to make mine longer if we meet up again. Mine it, mine was an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I still time. haven't uploaded part two or three. Yeah, get oh on my that, God. <laughs> Like, that's kind of the fun thing, is sometimes I'll just pull up all our vlogs and just watch through them if I just want to remember the trip. Because, exactly. Well, yeah, Brick Fair 2020 certainly didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, what? And, and the hope is that... Oh, God. Oh, I was going to say, when, and we're coming up on two years since uh, the three of us, minus this loser Sam over here, uh, when we went and all saw the Lego Movie 2, which is crazy. Yo, that, that means... was two years? Uh, yeah, yeah, coming up on two years. Weekend, I call it. Yo, best I got to rewatch that vlog then. Wow. Exactly. I think it's yeah, like the... That's another the, fun one. Was it the 8th of February? I can't remember now. Um, I'm going to I want to say it was out. February 8th. Yeah. It was either the, the 8th or the 9th. The one thing I remember 9th. is that... Uh, 
whenever the Lego Movie Two came out. Yeah, because we we, I, we did happen to catch it the day of, which was nice. <laughs> Can I say something? Well, see, here's where I I gotta have a little bit of a confession quickly. So that Friday when I flew up, technically I was supposed to be in my speech signal processing class, but I skipped it to go to the airport. Let's go. <laughs> to this day, everybody thinks that the reason I wasn't in class that day was something research related. It, I mean, We're it's true. Keep the illusion. <laughs> Chris, yeah, you know how many times I skipped class in It wasn't the research I intended. I told you probably skipped a lot more than I did. I, I never skipped an undergrad class. I told my professor I had food poisoning and ended up driving to Joplin to get Chick Fil A. <laughs> Chick Fil A is worth it. That's though. how we. That's how actually have you skipped it wasn't classes? that day. Huh, let's see. Have I skipped? I I know there was one. <laughs> I really hope Stu. I, I I hope fellow classmates of mine are listening to this because I know this is a really funny story. There was uh, it, it was actually Valentine's Day of last year. I was sick, and um, so I I skipped sick. most of my classes because I was sick. Um, I had like some really bad like fever or something like a virus. They the the clinic never even discerned what I had honestly. Um, but the I had told. Two of my professors, for two of the classes I had, I wasn't going to be there. I hadn't told the third one because it, it was a very, like, blow-off sort of class, and he never checks attendance. Well, somebody texted me, like, right before the class was ending that he this was the one night he was actually checking attendance. So I ran up to the building, and I sat out on, like, a bench. Or I actually sat on a bench that was inside of a building across the street from the other one. Where one of the professors who I had, who I I was supposed to have that day, happened to be, <laughs> dude, and Proud. like he at, he asked me, he was like, "Oh, so you're not sick anymore?" And I was like, "No, I still am. I just I I uh, I'm I'm just hanging out here." <laughs> oh my gosh! Yo, How do I, I remember this. I walked into the building that I was supposed to be in, and I slipped into because it was the the class actually took place in of uh, one of the theaters we have on campus. Um, and I took one of the seats in the back row. Five seconds later, the man calls my name. I said here, and I slipped out. Oh my! God. It was Yo, legendary. Clutch. People clapped when they saw me there <laughs> because everybody knew I was sick. <laughs> it was so go, funny. Yeah, well it, that was well that was that was a fun time. <laughs> I don't recommend skipping classes. That I think the only times I've ever skipped was just because I just was tired and I I couldn't make it because I had overslept or just didn't want to go. So it, I've I never can... skipped to like actually have an ulterior motive of going to do something else, like going out to Chick Fil A or whatever. <laughs> oh, I condone skipping classes. If you can get away with it, do it. <laughs> As you, you would. As someone who served as a TA, lab manager, and grader for several digital system design classes, I could say if you skip class or a lab in engineering, you're going to fall behind at least 20 years worth of engineering. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I've had students where they skip lab and they come back like, yes, yeah, so what do we do? And I was like, well, if you were here, you would have figured it out. Have fun <sighs> getting the next lab done. Death. <laughs> it's like... If you, were, if you were sick or if you had, like, a job interview or something and you emailed me, I'm totally fine. I'll help you out. If you just, you know, wanted to go run off and go skiing or something, I'd be like, nah, fam. 
not happening. <laughs> I mean, I think exactly giving those kids time of day. To be fair, I the guess class for me, the class I skipped was sociology, <laughs> and nobody cares about sociology. Yeah, cares about oh yeah, nobody cares about that. <laughs> like my professor was like, I had a really bad subway. You know, I can't leave the toilet, and she was like, Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> all right, I'll take notes for you, and we'll see you on Monday. I was like, All right. And I got my car and drove my happy ass to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> my goodness. Worthy. That was amazing. Legend but for status. Me, I think the only time I ever skipped, well, I mean, I skipped a lot of classes in college, but like the one that was the most funniest was actually back in high school. And it was like my senior year, summer's break's about to start. I'm about to graduate. And then I'm like, man... It was 7th period, last period. I'm like, I'm done with all my work already. I don't feel like going to class. And then my friend's like, yo, I finished my IB exam. I'm just going to go collect it. And then if you want, we can just skip our last period. Go hang out. I'm like, cool. I'm going to go straight up tell my teacher that I'm skipping her class. <laughs> so I walked in when the bell rang. And I'm like, hey, I'm skipping. And she's like, cool, I'll mark you down. As like you're as in you're in attendance, and I'm like, okay, cool, bet I'm out. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> That's what great. A legend. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, peace out. Peace. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's amazing. Anyway, stay in school, kids, or do whatever you want. Yeah, no, do. <laughs> just don't uh, let, don't let your memes be doing, dreams. Just do it. Speaking of doing whatever you want, back. Oh God! That you mean? Yeah. The, that's 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 a segues. that's a pretty bad segue because you can't do ever, anything you want. I mean, you can in in within reason, but you're on a you're on a clock oh, there. But I can. Oh my God! I can start. No, with Chris, you're not Thanos, and you don't have the in Infinity Stones. Make it look like Trev's gonna finish before me. Mm. Have five hours uh, left with a whole minute's worth to animate and still finish before you turn yours in. Can I just say I finished wow, both? I finished my animation before either of these guys even like started editing. Like, we, yeah, we, we were yeah. nowhere close. Didn't you finish at like ten p.m. or nine p.m.? Oh, dude, I, if I if it's midnight and it's back, I'm going to bed. I don't care how bad my film looks. I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, actually, to double ch- uh, to tell you, I have time stamped in our Frame 100 podcast fact stream. Which, by the way, thank you for everybody who joined us. You are all amazing. MVPs. MVPs. I timestamped each of the times that we all finished Thack. So if I pause here, Sam had about 5 hours, 44 minutes left. So let's just run up about 6 hours. <laughs> Sam finished at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Eastern Standard Time. Congrats. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm one of those people where if it's if it's Thack and it's like 12 or like 12.30, I don't care how bad my film looks. I will finish the minimal sound editing and be like, we're done. <laughs> I'm out. Like Exactly. And I felt I feel really bad leaving these guys behind, but dude, I can't, I cannot Sleep stay Sleep is up necessary. Late. We are not. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I have a dog that was like <laughs> seriously upset with me that I'd spent the entire day in my studio. So she was like, hey. Deservedly so. Yeah. Come to bed. Which is totally fine. The way I see it, if there's two people left and one of those people decides to drop, okay, that's maybe a little bit like, you know, you can't, you can't just abandon your friend in combat. <laughs> but I was just out of it. So I finished with two hours and 11 minutes left to spare. 
Let's round that to about two hours. So I finished around, say, 5 o'clock Eastern time. Trev, I got his timestamp here. This boy finishes at exactly 20 minutes and 3 seconds left. Yes, sir. So Trev finished at about 6.40 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trev, how does this happen so every year? I, had... I don't know. It, it's always, I, it's, I'm 99% sure it's a matter of I always bite off more than I can chew. And that's, that's that's how it happens. Next but year, I think it is is that you write a short script, but you spend so much time lighting and animating it. That's my yeah. intricate. Yeah, I I, 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 <laughs> to your advantage, I think you have the best lighting and color palette out of all of our films here. Oh, I know, but I know. Sam, yours are pre- yours are pretty good with the space scenes for sure, but the rest is just sort of a uh, you know you're just kind of hanging out in the bar, kind of vibing, yeah, just painting the scene too dramatic. I you did my, my stuff was definitely. Cute. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. like my stuff is just all over the place. So here's my problem with with whenever I do Thack, whenever I because I was like my I like to see my lighting is very dynamic, very cinematic. But when it comes to Thack, it, is it? <laughs> <laughs> At least I have something to show for it. To the dude who has mm. share like shareholder stakes in brick stuff light. Seriously, like got shares, right? I bought. I actually bought like professional LED panel lights for to light my set. Like those are actually really good. Yeah, they're like they're amazing. Mm-hmm. So don't be talking to me about ah. that. But anyway, well, so, you didn't get to use them for Thack though. So no, I didn't get them until like the day after Thack, which I I, I know. But anyway, I'm excited, I'm excited to see you put them to work though. I already have. So anyway, here's my thing with like here's the difference between Ace Brickman and what I do in Thack. Ace Brickman, I spend hours, and I mean hours, trying to get the lighting right for a scene. Once I get it figured out, I can go, no problem. But one, it takes me a while to get everything set up. And it, I don't with that with that, I don't have that kind of time. I'm just like, does it look does it look well lit? Cool, moving on. I'm not like the shadow isn't isn't looking good right there. I need to try and move the lights <laughs> this way. Oh, the, there's a glare on that torso. Move it that way. With that, I'm not doing that. I'm just like. Does it look? Do you know what's happening in the film? Yes. Move on. I'm one of those people. I'm, on the other side of the spectrum, Trev is that person. So. Yep. Yeah. I, I I still was like looking for glare in a lot of spots, and you know, uh, like when I I think the way I would factor it is whenever I'm working on like an actual legitimate project that's not Thack, I take about ninety nine percent of my energy and I put that into all of the aspects of the film. When it's Thack, it's, that usually drops down to about 65-70%. Um, but there's still those times where, you know, I want to boost it back up to that 90. There, there, there's still those moments when you're putting all the lighting together and getting that to, you know, just work as best it can. And, and you still, you want to put in that extra amount of time, uh, that amount of effort. Um, so it, it's still hard to really balance that. But I got it done, so can't I mean. Can't. I will you know. say, I, I will give Trev all the credit. He gets it done on time. He just is terrible at time management during I'm that. really bad at time management. Like, it's especially like, even, even I left at 8.30 to go have breakfast with my parents, and I was gone for an hour. I came back and was like, all mm-hmm. right, let's start animating, and I got done before Trev. Let's keep, keep that in mind. I also... I've, I've got to get, get the script ideas to be shorter. Oh. Because I originally about... had like an extra page of pages worth of like dialogue in mine. Um, the good news with uh, 
The good news with my fact, it's always Dr. Scar, so it doesn't take, I don't have to name characters, I don't have to think of characters, it's all Dr. Scar. I think that's my, that's where my plus is with Thak is I know what character it's going to be, is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. What I like about Thak and why I really love it when you do Thak, Sam, is you're funny. Like, you're really, <laughs> really funny. You don't see it in Ace Brickman so much, but when Dr. Scar gets on board, you write some great one-liners. Ah! And I love it. Oh. I think my favorite one from you just burned at your audience's brain again. <laughs> my my favorite, I think my favorite qu- or uh, line from this one was, um, "What is your name, Jonathan?" Ah, Jonathan was not expecting that. My father named me. I think that's my favorite line. It's between that and I wanted to roam the galaxy and see people. You want to be an astronaut, car salesman. I'm sorry, car what? salesman. <laughs> I I heard those so many times. Live stream. Yeah, exactly. The mm-hmm. best part of the Thack live stream is every few minutes you just hear, oh! <laughs> it's like the or, new "You Are My Dad," which is the new. Uh, no, we don't mention. We don't, what was the? Don't mention what, what else were we laughing about? We don't about? talk like, about that, Chris. It was whenever we were animating, and my guy said, "Look," and I was like, "When I see bird, look." When I see dog, look. <laughs> Such a bad joke. What's the thing? When I see the end of that, look. Or look. What was one I was like? Um, I don't understand the theme or theme. I don't understand, but you don't understand how Thack works. I don't understand what the theme is. God, <laughs> can we turn that? I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna make a super cut of every single time I made a bad dad joke during Thack. Please. If you do, let me know because I'm half tempted to make a supercut based off of uh, the stream. Thack highlights. To lace in some of the Thack highlights I have. I know, Trev, you want to work on a Thack documentary, but the offer still stands. If you want to make just a big monster and put it up on Frame 100, eh, but we can yeah, figure that out later. We can figure that out later. No pressure. Logistics. Yeah. It's all good, fam. Anyway, so we got a lot of other topics to get into, so I want to quickly just do a quick round table. Everyone, think of your favorite Thack entry. But you can only describe it in three words. Yes. Ooh. I'm gonna pretend to give you guys time, but technically I give you guys time before the show started. So, <laughs> I mean, you right. There we go. Uh, yeah. I'll go first. I'll go first. Oh, never mind. Actually, you go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Five stragglers, time. Go for it, Sam. Okay, so three three words, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as well animated like three words, or is that two? That's hyphenated. Okay. Three word okay, three words. Well animated. Well cropped, because I saw it on Twitter, he did a little behind the scenes, so like the set design and the, I guess this is more than three words, but crop well cropped and well uh set decorated. And then surprisingly funny. Uh I don't know if anybody knows what, what I'm talking about. Do Squeaker Bricks. I forgot what it was called. <laughs> Leaving you. Leaving you. Not gonna lie, yeah. I, I didn't get that last... The first two words I agree with. The last word... Eh. It was funny. <laughs> I liked it. It was just very funny because I kind I didn't expect it. I didn't know... Okay. I knew he was leaving his wife, but I didn't expect the wife to leave him first. It was very funny. You have experience well, I guess that, that is one say. nature of humor. It, it is unexpected situations. Situational humor is always the best. That is true. All right. Anyway, that was cool. that was mine. 
right, I'll buy more time. So mine is Seasons Change by Plastic Point Productions. Mm. I'm going to cheat for a second to say this is a film where I kept seeing it show up my sub feed and I kept thinking, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I didn't watch the whole entire playlist. Otherwise, I would still be here watching back entries. Yeah, it takes forever. But this one, I was like, okay, it's pretty interesting. I'll give it a shot. And wow, I love it. So the three, my three words would be uh, let's see, vibrant, flowing, and somber. Hmm. Vibrant because of the lighting and color. I really love it. Flowing because the scenes just kind of flow into each other really nicely, as kind of implied by the title. And somber because, well, the way he sticks to the ending, it kind of wasn't what I was expecting. It seems logical for sure, but it definitely wasn't what I was expecting. And kind of just made me pause for a second. So, yeah, Plastic Point. Good job, man. I loved it. And I wish you all the best. All right. My turn. So, my favorite was uh, Penitence by Mr. Jacob Crow. Um, three words. Polished. Tense. And, hmm. Uh, clear. Very, very, very clear premise and visuals. Um, yeah. Thought it was really, really well executed, really well done. Um, I, I, I totally recommend checking it out. Nice, nice. All right. Got it, Marcus? All right. So my favorite was... A proposal by Chris. I might be butchering your last name, even though I met you a couple times. Chris Wynn. Oh, thanks, Marcus. Oh, I liked Chris's too. <laughs> no, it's it's Win. You're right. It's Win. I was right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So three words to describe it. Uh unexpected. I did not expect the date to turn into a Star Wars. Tus- what, what's the name of the Tuscan Raider? Raider. T- Tuscan yeah. Tuscan Sand Raider. Pe- Sand people, if you want to be politically correct, but yeah. I'm not. Uh, gonna... yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was totally unexpected. I enjoyed the. I, I don't even know if I can find two other words, but I'm just going to say <laughs> I enjoyed the, the mirror shots. Yeah. That, that was so really Unexpected and mirror, maybe. <laughs> Mirrored. I don't know. <laughs> I can even be a noun too. You can just say, "Yeah, mirror." <laughs> just mirror. yeah, just that awkward situation. It was like, okay, don't know what to do next. That the, mm-hmm. now that the date has left. Yeah, that's that's about it for me. <laughs> well, unexpected mirror awkward. It sounds like. Also, so we we've all rattled off all of our things. Uh, I I I know I'm not the first person to realize this, but. There was a very weird amount of nudity this stack. Like that was that was that was a constant. I'm not prepared to talk theme. about this. <laughs> that was not just a prepared. weirdly that was a weirdly constant theme just throughout a lot of the films. That and skeletons. Skeletons well, popped up a lot. Think about yeah. it. Skeletons have been all over Thack. Think about it though. Hang on. What are you talking let's about? get into this. Let's let's think about this. Change when you change clothes. What are you? You're nude. Yeah, that's that's fair. See, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. Can you know condoning naked brick films? But 
I'm just saying. Nudist brick films. Sam nudist, is, uh, bri- nudist. going to... Nudist brick films. I'm not. Sam, condi- I'm not- Sam is going to pioneer the nudist brick film genre as we speak. Ace Brickman three is canceled. Are we? Are, Trent, all we're going to get the worst possible person <laughs> to pioneer the nudist brick film genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like there's something every year where there's like a bunch of weird films that all happen to have the same sort of element, like the same sort of weird element, and like they can't all be coordinated. They just can't. Like this year, it's it's definitely nudity. Just mm-hmm. a just uh, my just first a, stack was definitely dead people. Chris Wynn definitely helped with that. <laughs> just a just a just just a you know warning. H. Brickman three is not canceled. Don't listen to Trev. He still hasn't made a deal to die for. So don't listen to him. It's still co- <laughs> episode three is still coming. I'm working on it very slowly. Shameless plug. Sub to my channel. Anyway, continue. Don't listen to I can't him. believe it took us a whole 25 minutes to make a deal to die for joke. We're falling behind. You really are. I, I, I for one applaud it. <laughs> Can we just say, Trev, we oh. are helping a deal to die for by these memes. Just so you no, know. I know. I know. That's we don't, what I've been saying. Stop, stop focusing on me. This is not a show about me. You're a host. You know, this is a show about Lego. And speaking of Lego, Segway, that, 90th you, anniversary. You couldn't have you couldn't have done that any worse, Chris. Jeez, you keep dropping your right, pedigree. Slap Hunter is known for two things: horror film jokes and horrible segways. Mm-hmm. Slap two wheels well, on that, called a segway. Marcus, I swear. <laughs> My goodness. What Iron Man's dead? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is dead. Chris is literally deep breathing right now. Mm-hmm. Then we out. I'm sorry, Chris. Anyways, I'm glad he died, though. No, so, you're, according you're to not. an article by Brickset on January 17th, to celebrate the 90th anniversary of the Lego Company, the Ideas Team wants us to choose a classic theme to be reimagined as a single new product to be released in 2022. And what I want to point out quickly, because a lot of people didn't quite catch this single new product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, we, there's going to be some salt incoming. <laughs> 30 popular Lego themes have been selected for us to choose from. And then there's some vote, it's popular vote, and we didn't learn anything from Athens about the fall of democracy. And yeah, there's been some interesting ones. Adventurers, Alpha Team, Bionicle. Adventurers! <laughs> Adventurers! Mtron, Pirates, Rock Raiders, Space Police, Time Cruisers, Town Trains, a whole lot of stuff here. Yeah. Adventurers! <laughs> so, what's been interesting about well, this is... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so the four of us here, I presume, if we haven't actually voted, we, we have choices um, in terms of what we would want. Do we want to rattle all those off first? I mean, I yeah. voted Okay, already, well, since so. I brought it up... Yeah, exactly. I, I voted already, too. Since I brought it up, uh, my three picks were Adventurers, first and foremost. Um, of course, I'm, I am I put myself on the chopping block here. Now I'm forgetting the other two I said. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had said it was Adventurers. Um, I want to say I... Okay, actually, I got to look this up. Somebody else take over the... I'm pretty sure you put Studios on your list. Studios, that's correct. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that was my second Studios was part of it? Oh, wow. Studios is a part of it, yeah. Um, it was, it was Adventure Studios, and God, what was the other one? It was... Ice Planet. Oh, it was Space Police, that's right. 
because ah, I, I really like the Space Police 2 or 3. I forget which. Like, the, the 2009, 2008 theme. I, I Space love, Police 3. Yeah, Space Police 3. I, I love that theme. So getting to see some more of the classic stuff, I, I would love that. Um, yeah, those are my three picks. I, <laughs> I love how I put myself here on the chopping block and forgot all three. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so I'll go. I did Adventurers because, obviously, I love Adventurers. Adventurers gang. Adventurers! Um, I did Ice Planet, I think, just because... It's a cool one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember it very much, but I know people want it, so I was like, eh. I don't really care for any of the others. Sure. And then uh, the last one was Studios. I, yeah. I, just a lot of them, like Rock... Was it Rock Raiders? Rock Miners. Rock Raiders, yep. Rock Raiders. Rock Raiders, yeah. Anyway. I remember I had that one, but I don't remember a lot about it. I'd like to see that one, but I don't think it has a chance. Um, and mm-hmm. we'll get into we'll get into the chances a little bit later. But those are my three picks. I just like adventures. I it's a set that mm-hmm. I've always wanted as a kid. I never got as a kid. So now that there's a chance it could come back and I could actually buy one of those sets and feel that nostalgia again, I'm voting for it 100. percent If you I did if I kind of did kind of get that with the haunted house though. I mean, kind of, but not... The references, yeah. Yeah, the re- it was only references. It wasn't, like, actual yeah. the builds. So I was like, yeah, if, if there's if there's a chance we can get Adventures one, I'm going to take it. But we'll get into, like, what we think will win later on. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so Chris, what about you? Yeah, Chris. Well, actually, I was going to let Marcus go next. Oh, uh, well, then, Marcus, I what about you? I monkey wrench. You are a monkey wrench. <laughs> okay, so my third pick, meaning my least favorite, I guess. Even though it's my personal favorite, I don't think it's gonna win. But it's like the classic castle. Yes. Yeah. I kind I kind of want it, but at the same time, it's like we kind of get a lot of the castle elements in the current Harry Potter theme. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's not gonna win. But uh, second. I would have liked to see Alpha Team. Because mm. mm. I, I, I enjoyed Alpha Team a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But um, the biggest part, I think I have to agree with uh, Sam and Trev here, is Adventures. Yes, sir! I, kinda, I think the exploration theme of you know Indiana Jones and Adventures, Johnny, they, uh, they need to come back with that. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yes. All right, Chris, what's your monkey wrench for us here? Let's right. let's hear the hot so take. Here's the thing. I didn't vote. I just straight up didn't. That's fair. If I were to have voted, Adventurers hands down number one. I don't really have all the, any of these ranked from here on out, but Adventurers would definitely be a, a top pick. Uh, I think I'd also look at Studios for sure. I mean, it's kind of part of the community we're in, and there's yeah, sets that I've done forever. Yeah, this is a teeny bit. Mm-hmm. I picked up a fair amount of studio sets in my time. I'd love to get the big studio one. I'd love to get uh, Lego Backlot working again, the old studios-based web game, but that's not going to work. <laughs> and then the last one, uh, I'm kind of looking at the list. Alpha Team's pretty cool. Rock Readers, I think, would be pretty fun. Mtron mm-hmm. just kind of speaks to me. My problem is that this list is very biased. And on top of that, what's been demonstrated with Lego before is that votes turn into mob rules. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not a fan of. So to quickly rewind this back for a second, remember Five of First Battle Pack? 
That was a thing. That disaster. Mm -hmm. For those who may be unaware, a famous YouTuber known as M&R, who reviews Star Wars uh, uh, products and stuff, continually sent messages to Lego demanding a 501st Battle Pack, and all of his followers and subscribers decided, hey, what if we spam hashtag 501st Battle Pack on every post Lego makes? Now, you can debate whether or not that was a good idea for our fan base to do, but long story short, it got done, and Lego made a 501st Battle Pack. And so now we come into a scenario where Lego has acknowledged that a mob can just get together on a using Lego social media, throw down some votes, and Lego will cooperate. In a sense, it's weird because it's like this is Lego trying to control that mob mentality into a voting system. Now here's the thing, of all these themes here, which one has the biggest and most passionate fan base and has been repeatedly snubbed by Lego? with many different attempts, including a full-on series reboot, who could rally enough people to overthrow every other vote through just sheer mob mentality. Uh, Mtron? Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mtron. Totally yep. Mtron. I, I knew it. I knew it. No, oh, no sorry. It's, it's Par- Paradisa. That was, oh, oh, wait. Never mind. Sorry. 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 Yep. Oh, I would love for it to be parody, so honestly. No, it's Bionicle. Yeah. And, like, here's the thing. I'm going to choose my words very carefully here. <laughs> Bionicle's pretty cool overall, but it has two things with it that set it apart from this list. Number one, it had a big, long story. And number two, it was one of the very few themes that Lego killed and immediately brought back due to popular fan demand. The other one being Ninjago with the rebooted series. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, the Bionicle fans have been repeatedly snubbed by Lego. First with G2 and how horribly that failed. Secondly, with the Lego Ideas project submitted by a community member. Uh, that was a really cool project, honestly. And I know the guy. Pretty great dude. But Lego snubbed that in the Ideas review process and the community responded fairly negatively. And the way Lego has phrased their tweet where they say, quote, or even Bionicle as under the quick little list of themes that could be revived almost seems like they're issuing a challenge of sorts to a very jaded and, in many ways, frankly, toxic fan base. There's been this very interesting dynamic, and we've already seen a mob forming. The discussion is no longer about which classic LEGO theme best represents the community interest, or best represents LEGO's journey, or which inspired the most uh, people to get to the genre. In fact, if anything, you could argue that all these themes could be represented in some way. But to have a vote and to t- uh, take advantage of the big and massive community fan bases with all their different factions, Lego's got to be doing this very deliberately. They they have to know the power of this Frankenstein's monster they created. <laughs> I think they do. I I mean I I think they do. But I mean um... I can only conclude that they do. Mm-hmm. I mean we're in the aftermath of the five hundred first and. Lego knows that they snubbed the Bionicle fans. They're well aware of it. The thing is, though, it's a niche enough of a fan base that it doesn't threaten any of their other product lines. Like, say, if they were to try and cancel Ninjago, yeah, there would be no more Lego after that. Mm-hmm. But they canceled Bionicle, it's all said and done, and they can keep teasing opportunities like this to keep the Bionicle fan base interested enough. Which is intriguing. Where are they <laughs> going with this? 
Yeah, like, I know for me personally, um, when I look at this whole list, it's it's interesting because almost all of these, um, the all of the themes mentioned on the list have had a sort of spiritual successor in, in some way, shape, or form, or has been rebooted in a sense. Uh, Adventurers had Pharaoh's Quest, Alpha Team had Agents, um... Uh, all, all of the space stuff has been pretty iterative over the years with like space police, even for example, getting uh, two different series uh, following the first run of the sets. Um, so it's like, we we've seen that a lot of these uh, that almost all of these, in fact, have gotten rebooted or revisited in a certain sense. Um, and it's partially why I I would prefer that something like Studios uh, win, because it's just something that we haven't seen in such a long time. Granted, I know Studios is not going to win, just because it's it's very near and dear to us as Brick Filmers, um, and I'm sure that most Brick Filmers would want that, um, to, to sort of revisit that. Uh, but I'm very doubtful just based on uh how impactful the series or the set of the set of sets was I, I know there's not enough there to warrant people to really 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 lobby behind that one winning um yeah it's 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 a very weird sort of situation with what's going on <laughs> it's just it's this weird dichotomy of all these themes that have had pretty good run times and as you said reincarnations mm-hmm Bionicle was killed, brought back by Lego. This is, I'm not talking about G2, I'm talking about the 2003 reboot. They're going to kill it right there and then. Fandom Man brought it back immediately for 2004. Again, the only other theme that's, that's ever happened to was Ninjago, when they transitioned from the final battle to reboot it. Yep. But then after Bionicle ended, ended, and they brought back G2, only to kill it again. I mean, as respectfully as I can put this, the fan base is pretty jaded overall. <laughs> Understandable. But it certainly hasn't manifested into any, shall we say, positive action? Question mark? Mm-hmm. It's when, like, for me, I was never that big of a Bionicle fan. I owned two of the sets. Um, I didn't get into Lego until very much after Bionicle was kind of said and done. Um, I, w- I think I was only into it for like the last wave of the last like two or three waves of sets that they had released um, for Bionicle. Um, so I, I've never really been a part of the community, nor have I really cared much about the, um, the sets themselves. Uh, I read plenty of like the comics and I, I, I kept up somewhat okay with the story. Like I, I've seen some of the films and whatnot. The, the films are horrible, but you know, that, that's, that's another, another topic for another day. Oh, um, <laughs> Ballsy. But uh, like, like, eh, whatever. It's my opinion. People can disagree. That's perfectly fine. Uh, <laughs> but it's like I, I, I know, I know a very baseline amount of information about it. For me, I was a Hero Factory person. Like that was right when I got into Lego. Was when Hero Factory was sort of coming in and taking over for. It was filling the shoes of Bionicle. Um, well, I never trying to trying attempting to. Yes, very much so. <laughs> Um, I had a couple of the sets from like the first wave. I didn't really have anything else after that, but like I watched the, it was, it was like direct to DVD home videos is what they did. Right. Or did they do like a a series? I can't remember. Yeah. So this kind of got into a bit of a gray area. Mm -hmm. 
Lego had a whole bunch of different like mini like series or TV specials planned, Ninjago being one of them initially. And Hero Factory kind of quickly fell into that routine. When Ninjago took off and became like a full-fledged TV series, it seems as if Lego tried to retroactively make that a reality for Hero Factory. It did not work. Yeah. I have some Hero Factory DVDs on my shelf. They are occupying valuable space that could be used for better movies, like Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, man! Anything Martin Scorsese's been working on. (laughs) I'm sorry, I had to throw that out there. Anything by Christopher Nolan, oh my god. (laughs) Tenet? Like, get rid of Hero Factory Savage Planet and throw in Tenet. Nah, put Venom in there, JK man. J.K. Nolan, I love you. Venom. I didn't but, uh, know Hero Factory had, had, a, had a show or a storyline to it. It did. It did. Here's where it got a little bit crazy. Towards the end, the theme just was not doing well. Mm-hmm. CCBS had taken off as like a, stru- a structure for building things, like within the Bionicle community. And someone was building Bionicle parts with the new CCBS character, collectible character building system or something. I don't know. And basically, they stripped the life out of Hero Factory and left all the Hero Factory behind, basically. <laughs> so it faded out with like a quick couple of webisodes or something and just died immediately. And that's yeah. when Bionicle came back to take its place. So it took the new CCBS system that Hero Factory had pioneered and rebuilt it into the Bionicle structure. Mm-hmm. However, where Hero Factory tried a story, even if it got the life drained out of it, Bionicle GT like didn't even try. They did a Netflix series, but that was about it. That's like the problem when you have products based off of a story. Like if you're a main character, like the problem with Bionicle with the whole storyline with like the comment and all that, like the Web of Shadows, all that, one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. It was sort of like this, what is it? Time loop kind of thing, sort of movie. Or not so time loop, but like it yeah, started like at the cool. like you started with the end and then you see how it goes backwards or something like that. I don't know how to explain that. It, it was a prequel, basically. Yeah, it was a prequel. Yes, how the yes, end exactly. began. <laughs> so if I may, if I might quickly like spin off for a second, I'll get right mm-hmm. back to you, Marcus. The first three years, two thousand one through two thousand three, were what is known as like the Mata Nui saga. So it was the original Toamata, the original like Technic sets, things are Gucci, Lego side to close it. Fans are all no. So they need to kick into 2004-2005 with the Metro Nui Saga, which is that flashback prequel with yeah. Makama that you were just talking about. Yeah, I felt like that's what the G2 fan, or not the G2 fans, but like the Bionicle fans wanted from G2, but they didn't give that, and they're like, okay. So that nostalgia factor wasn't there for them. Not even close. Yeah, so that's, that's why it kind of all fell apart. Yeah. It's interesting because Lego had to have known that bringing back Bionicle and stripping it away of the lore, the complexity, because like here's the thing. I know a lot of brick filmers don't care about Bionicle. I've kind of mostly phased out of it, period. But to be fair, Bionicle had like, a really impressive and intricate storyline. Yeah. And at the risk of angering an entire fan base, <clears throat> it was way more complex than Ninjago. Ninjago doesn't even hold a candle to the innate layers of lore than the Bionicle series. I wouldn't so know. So Lego had to have known they had no chance at G2. And they had to have known it wouldn't have gone over very well. And they had to have known that this, like, weird, very non-system theme that has become popular doesn't fit into their current model today, which is entirely bricks and minifigs. So to wrap this all back, based off what we said, like what Marcus mentioned, the is not there. What Trev said, the successor couldn't happen with it. 
And what Sam said, Blade Runner 2049 is fantastic. Well, okay, so I got... I'm factor in a, a comment here. I, I've been... I, could, I don't really have anything positive to say because I, I was never a uh, bionicle person. Um, <laughs> you know, just go for it. Why not? I don't... I know there's a story behind Bionicle, but when I was a kid, I didn't care about the story. I was like, okay, these things look cool. That's okay. And then I discovered actual bricks, and I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah. You can't do a lot with these. You can't... You can make your own creation, but it's nothing compared to what brick, what you can do with the bricks. So I think that's where it comes for me is like, mm-hmm. with the Bionicle stuff, and I'm out maybe upset... You just can't do a lot with it. You can brick film with it. You can animate with it, sure. But, like, you can't really let your creative, I guess, mind go with it. Whereas bricks, you can make whatever it's, you want. It's pretty limited, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So I'm sorry to any of our fans who are uh, Bionicle fans, but I'm just not a fan. Same thing, I'm not a fan with mm-hmm. Ninjago. Maybe it's because I don't relate with the story or... But I just don't. It's not that I don't. It's yeah. not that I hate it. It's just I don't enjoy it. I it's guess. not your cup of tea. Yeah, I don't enjoy it. Yeah. It's not. It's not something I grew up with. I, I, I. That's very much how I am. Like I know I will speak to the fact that um, it's kind of crazy. Like Bionicle was for Lego what Nintendo was for video games when it back when it started out because when you know like people nowadays when they talk about like the nes or the snes they never mention that it's the nes or the snes they always just say nintendo they played nintendo back in the day um bionicle and lego are very much in that same sort of relationship where they feel kind of like two completely different entities um granted they very much visually look like two completely different entities um but like you know i feel like everybody knows bionic like everybody knows lego but everybody also knows bionicle too and they feel like two kind of separate things from one another but it's interesting because like bionicle saved lego back in the day uh like lego Mm -hmm. was back in a really bad financial uh struggle back in the early 2000s and bionicle because of just how much fans were invested in it were able it was it was a way for lego to effectively save their company because they were in such you know horrible monetary trouble at the time see here's the thing you're gonna hear that phrase a lot from the fan base by uncle's the toy that saved lego technically no so <laughs> the complexities of running like a multi-bajillion dollar corporation don't hinge on whether a single product makes profit or not if that were the case and lego would have evaporated like at least 10 or 15 years before... Galador would have killed Lego. Uh, Galador definitely did help <laughs> decimate Lego. Because seriously, you're going to hear like, yeah, Galador going to killed Lego. Bionicle saved Lego. Not even close. Because Star Wars helped give buy Lego enough time to figure out a direction that would take the company into like positive assets. Star Wars didn't yield any profit, which people are easily uh, able to point out, but it kept the company going long enough to figure out what direction they were going. Theoretically, Lego could have just kept making Star Wars from then on out, and the company would have been quote-unquote saved. It'd still be there. But companies need to make profits, and so that's why they tried to come up with their own in-house IP. Well, Bionicle was definitely the in-house IP, but it was still very much linked to that non-brick-built system that they were experimenting with back in like the weird 90s days. <laughs> just weird. Uh, if anything, what you can say that like, really saved Lego was that the philosophy of Bionicle 
married to the system of bricks, aka Ninjago. I know people would be like, but Chris, Lego is making money and making profit by the time of Ninjago. Well, yeah, but like Lego's a company was incredibly revitalized mm-hmm. by the existence of Ninjago because they finally took the strengths of Bionicle to help keep the company going and the strengths of the brick, which is their legacy, and finally meshed into something that took the company in an entirely new direction. Mm-hmm. In some cases for better and in some cases for worse. It's sort but of. I got a nitpick on that because it's comments like that where the mob, I'm going to be a little bit abusive with this term, the mob, keep bringing up why Bionicle should best represent Lego for the 90th anniversary. And the thing is, Bionicle really doesn't. It's the black sheep. It's the one that the kids didn't have, a lot of kids didn't have interested in because it wasn't bricks, per Sam's point. Mm-hmm. So I'm baffled, first off, that Lego is making it very easy for. The mob, again, I'm using that term, to push for Bionicle to present them for their 90th anniversary. And on top of that, it's strange that of all the themes on this list, Bionicle's the one with the most complex story beats, the most fan reverence, the fact that it's resurrected. It's honestly sounding a lot like Ninjago. Hmm. Which I find really interesting that the most Ninjago-like theme on this list is the one that has a massive portion of the fan base again, forming a mob to make this represent Lego for the 90th anniversary. What in the world's going on, I don't know for certain, but my goodness, something about this seems whack. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting, like, just talking conceptually about what this, like, what this 90th set is gonna be like i'm i'm not really sure what they could do for a lot of these like are we just gonna get a complete re like re-release of whatever set they pick like i don't know they pick one of the bigger like the larger adventurer sets and they just take them down they take the entire like they don't change the build at all they just update like prints and stuff and you know it has a little bit more polish to it because it's modern you know it's being made with modern machines and whatnot you know that um, gif they, of uh you know that gif of fry from futurama saying take my money take yeah that's you shut up take Me. my money <laughs> take my shut up and take my money yeah i'm that person like yeah i i don't know if they'll just like completely re-release something or if they're going to like kind of base a model they're, they're going to make something new. It's going to be based off of an old model, and then that's what they release. Or if they're just going to make something that's, like, completely different. Um, like, I don't I don't know what they're going to do. And I, I think that in itself is very interesting. And, again, I, I, I find that the whole Bionicle thing, like, I don't know how that would fit in there. Um, just, again, because of how completely different the system is compared to what LEGO does nowadays. Um, so it's just, it's a bizarre situation. Uh, and to everybody listening, if you stuck around this far, go vote Venturers or you're not our friend. Um, yeah. The former the- own mob. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the fr- hashtag frame 100 mob. Watch Star Wars still win. Watch Star Wars still win the vote. 
because you can put Star Wars in isn't an, even on the list, but still, you, you can put an other. Like you can list. Wait, an seriously, other. you can put an other. Oh you my can God. list oh, an other. No. Watch Star Wars win again. No. It won. It won that Brickheads vote too, which is ridiculous. How did it, it lose? Did. How did it lose to Jaws? That's my like. I, granted, Jaws could granted, have won. Granted, Jaws is kind of a weird one to try and make a Brickheads off of. Like I, I guess you could brickhead of the shark. shark. I was gonna say like yeah, you could do a Brickhead <laughs> of the shark. Um. Like, that's a weird pick. It, it was that, Lilo and Stitch, Minecraft, and Star Wars. We've already gotten Minecraft. We've already gotten a plenty of Star Wars. Lilo and Stitch, I think, would have been pretty interesting. When I think about it, actually, I, I kind of cool. wish yeah. I had voted for that, because I think I voted for Jaws. Um, wow. But, okay. you know, we're just stuck with Star Wars again. Yeah, I just, I don't know what's going on. Like, what's killing me... I don't even know. One quick thing before we transition, the same as our TPQ. On the blog page, they do have one set, like a picture of one set for each entry. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll just pick one set. Maybe they won't. No one's been clear. I guess we got. We should wrap this up and move on to our TPQ for sure. Basically, we're salty. I'm very, <laughs> yeah, I'm very curious to see how this goes. I don't like mob rule. I don't like the idea that everything's so vague. And I can't help but think that Lego, based off of recent events, they know what they're doing, and the fan base has no heckin' clue. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this last thing is that they're mo- they have to incorporate the set with their other products as well. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You can't just have like the contraption parts. You need like actual bricks in that set. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Which yeah, is another. Man, that could go down a whole another path, but that'd just be community drama that none of us need. Alright, Sam, take us away with our TPQ. Topic question of the week. What was it? Thought-provoking question of the week. There we go. Alright, we back. So if you had to live... Insert theme song. Is there, do we have a theme song? We don't think we have. Um, we don't, we don't make think a we theme have. song. We do... Thought-provoking question of the week. Yeah, I usually try to come up with one. So should have gone with death therapy. All right. So my question this week: If you had to live in one genre of a movie, what would it be? So, like, would you want to be in a war epic? Would you want to be in a sci-fi epic? Would you want to be in film noir? Would you want to be in Comedy, a parody, whatever. Take it away, because I don't have my answer yet. So Film genre. Alright, I'll buy you guys some time. So, I would go ahead and say, like, near future sci-fi, but, like, specifically space. I'm talking, like, Interstellar, The Martian. Uh, my friend said, gotta watch The Expanse, but I don't have money, so right now it's just a pipe dream. <laughs> but, like, I like the idea of, like, a near future sci-fi where... Earth is kind of finally getting its act together. A novel concept. And now everybody's <laughs> starting to get into space, but everything's still brand new and fresh. Everything's still pretty dangerous. Honestly, I feel like I could use a lot of like what I've learned in college and my research and whatnot, and I would thrive in that environment. It'd be a ton of fun. And hopefully there would be the underlying assumption throughout the entire series that even though things kind of get crazy, there's at least just a general optimism that we're finally getting out into space and we're not stuck on this stupid planet. Aliens. So, well, aliens. Ah! Anyway. I thought you meant the movie. I'm like, no, aliens is more hard. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking yeah. about, like, the actual the, the concept of aliens. 
Well, you know, I'll bring that up. So stuff like so far future stuff like Star Trek most definitely is an example, mm-hmm. or Alien slash Aliens, or Contact. Think of some other Contact from Robert Zemeckis. I don't know is, if anybody is that here. Far future or near future though. I Actually, it was it was present day for the time, but like it felt very. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah no, that's a bad so example. That would be Never mind. Future in that case, <laughs> Never yeah. mind. But like, you know, I'll use these two examples because they'll work. Star Trek is fun and pretty great, but it's so far ahead in the future that a lot of current modern concepts just don't exist. Like for yeah. one thing, you can blame it on the on the technology that they made it for the show. But like in Star Trek, they don't have say you know headphones or. Uh, like TV screens. There's a whole culture that's evolved past that. And while it makes for an interesting setting, I'd just be so disoriented, really, that I probably would would spend a lot of time just trying to get used to things, and I wouldn't, I'd have to play a lot of catch-up. It'd be frustrating. Like, say, Alien, for example, kind of goes in the opposite direction. The way that the Nostromo and the other uh, like set pieces and factions are structured, everything's sort of, like, deteriorated in a really this negative pessimistic direction which makes for a great movie but i would just would not love to live in that environment that i mean i recently watched alien again with my dad and my goodness i'd be one of the first to go (laughs) sign me out yep yeah i feel like that goes for all four of us here yeah that'll be one of our tpqs in the the future which one of us is most likely to survive a horror film (laughs) not trev because he can't finish one Oh! oh! <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say. Uh, I, I thought you were gonna say a xenomorph specifically, but then you took it there. All right, fine. That hurts. Well, a My xenomorph pick, could fish a I'm, horror film. I'm not gonna could. let you continue, and I'm gonna go ahead and do my pick, which I think. I would have to say an '80s an '80s comedy film. I, I was gonna say '80s action because like I love like Indiana Jones and and other action films from the uh, like Die Hard. Dude, and you stuff. die so um, quick. Sh- okay, <laughs> thanks, man. Like you do any better? Uh, oh no, I die instantly. That's that's part of the reason I didn't pick it was because like yeah, '80s '80s action like action in general is just pretty sketch. Uh, in terms of, like, survivability, not only of, like, the characters themselves, but also, like, the stunt actors behind them. And, like, 80s action was super sketch. Like, there were definitely not as many safety protocols in place for a lot of that stuff. So, yeah, that would be a bit of an issue. I'm not physically fit enough for that type of stuff. Uh, So, I would love to do, like, any 80s comedy sort of film. Um, Stuff, like, from John Hughes. Like, I I love all of his stuff. Like, Ferris Bueller, uh, Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, uh, Weird Science, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, even. Like, that, that would be... the Being in that sort of scenario with Sam, I see that, like... I, I could see that exact same scenario playing out between Sam and I as it did between John Candy and Steve Martin. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it, so <laughs> I'll take that to heart. You, oh my gosh. Well, I, I'm pretty sure you could see where both of us would fit into the... Uh, which ca- which character would fit who? Uh, I, have I, think you could I, will be, I have a feeling I'll be... What noise did my dog just make? <laughs> is she talking or was it even the world a dog? may never know god if she's talking i'm definitely dying um yeah <laughs> sorry uh, got, not again got distracted uh she's talking again i got one thing to say trev to your point like the whole 
the why you would pick eighties action movie. Have you seen the uh, old like Schwarzenegger movie, The Last Action Hero? I haven't seen it, but I have. Been, I've heard. I've yeah. heard very good things. <laughs> it's very whack. It's there's some moments where it gets beyond weird and crazy, but it's basically what you mentioned about just the eighties action genre being just a whole mess. Mm-hmm. All your thoughts kind of condensed into one movie. With Arnold Schwarzenegger and his almost like uncomprehensible mind delivery, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. All right, Marcus, how about you? All right, for mine, I have two. The first one, I would say, would be like the spy genre. Submission Impossible type action. I like it. Yeah, dude. Like, like- James Bond? <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Mission I think a second life would be kind of nice, but the way I would envision my own story is like, I fake my own death, and then I'm like, okay, I gotta go <laughs> save the world now. Like, basically, basically it's my <laughs> basically, it's my way of running away from responsibilities. By running into more responsibilities that are on a little yes. global and, yes, because... like, countrywide level. Okay, yeah, check, sure. No, no, sure. no, 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 because, sure, because like, out. No, 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 no. Think of it this way. I I care too much for my friends. Mm-hmm. Aww. Aww. Care too and much so for I hate I you too. Just wanna, I hate you so much, <laughs> Sam. I wish I wish you just go die in a hole in a oh corner somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I think the same thing, but I at least that don't say it to the Damn. My goodness. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Okay. We're all friends. Let's get this clear. <laughs> Are we though? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. We're all friends. But yeah, no. Like, I just want I just want my friends to live a like all my friends and family to live long and happy lives. That that's really it. So if the spy money could like be like hella Gucci, you know, hella Gucci <laughs> stuff right there. Hella Gucci. I'm putting that in quotes. My. <laughs> and then my second one would probably be romance drama. That's a stark contrast. <laughs> well, I don't know. You see, you see some of the old James Bond movies. Because, like, yeah, fair. I feel like that's like the last thing. Or like, for me, I like to experience a lot of things in, in my life, mm-hmm. and love and romance is not yet one of them on the list. So I would really like that. Join the club. The join the club. <laughs> and you know, I like. I would like to improve my relationship skills with people communication mm-hmm. completely fair and i think that's felt by about 99 percent of the people listening anyway so <laughs> god you, you gotta call well, out if you're not careful you might end up in a hallmark christmas special Ooh, are you willing to take yeah. the risk i mean that's, that's painful <laughs> you get some well, hella good you get you get audience, hella gucci money so for the protagonist hella gucci that's money yeah exactly some, the moochie the, the moochie the money would be hella gucci okay mm-hmm. This is gonna become a thing, isn't it? Hello Gucci. It's our. Yes, it it's is my thing now. You have Hello Kitty, and then you have Hello Gucci. I hate you so much. <laughs> okay, let's transition into what I would pick. I'm gonna do parody. Yes, I'm gonna I do more Doctor Scar more films drama or cyberpunk. I honestly so, expected either one of those. I expected. I, I was. Yeah. I, I was debating back and forth. I was gonna pick Noir because that's kind of like. Ah, that too, yeah. Everybody, that's your, that's, yeah. That's your shtick. So what mine would be either noir or parody, two completely different sides of the film mm-hmm. spectrum. But hear me <laughs> out. I would do noir 
But it's kind of like everybody has secrets in it. Everybody has secrets. Everybody, and it's kind of like it is today. So it's not really that different. So that's why I didn't pick noir because I mean it's all the everything's still the same. Everybody smokes. Everybody has secrets. Everybody's hella sextist. You know that kind of thing. Everybody uh, smokes. Everybody has secrets. Everybody is hella sexist. That's and hella Gucci and hella Gucci. <laughs> Uh, but I would do parody. Hang on, I'm gonna do parody just because, dude. That'd be so. That'd be. You can be just as scary and cr- scary movie too. That's what you're gonna. Oh do. no, I'm thinking like no! hot shots. I'm thinking like <laughs> hot shots. Hot shots part two. Uh, <laughs> top secret airplane. Just really goof. Where movies where Shot it's like the dead. Eh. Shot yet. Ah, is that so? It's definitely a zombie parody. It just happens to be a really smartly written one. I'm just uh, thinking like really yeah, insanely goofy, pa- wow. insanely hmm. goofy parodies. Because has have you guys seen Hot Shots? Any of the Hot Shots movies? Any of them? Nope. I don't believe I have. No, dude, they are so re- like. There's a part in the second one where it's like we're gonna do things the old Navy way. First guy to die loses, and that's the kind of thing. <laughs> that I like is just the absurdity of it. Like at one point mm-hmm. they he kills a guy with a banana just by like they're going back and forth like trying to kill each other with it. And he takes a bite of it and then punches him and then stabs him with it. It's just so <laughs> absurd that it fits my personality where I'd be like that makes sense. Yeah, I'd go, I'd yeah. So I I'd have to go parody cuz I think you would never get bored. Yo, you would literally you could you'd keep a straight You'd be like you would you would stay a straight face the entire time. Yo, mm-hmm. what? It would be amazing, and it'd be exactly it's like so I am swag. with you guys. It would be just out of out of the air, random, st- like throw stuff at a wall, see what see what sticks. Mm-hmm. I would be there for it. I'd be there for it so much. Seriously, <laughs> for anybody who's listening, and you you three right here, go watch Hot Shots, Hot Shots Bar Do. Airplane, Airplane Two, and Top Secret. Okay, don't so watch I... them with your parents though, or be over <laughs> the age of, you know, eighteen or sixteen, mm-hmm. depending on what country you live. Uh, yeah, so... your discretion advised. Yeah, if you're discretion advised on these movies, <laughs> better safe than sorry. Sorry, so guys. Yes, it, it it has Shaun of the Dead listed here as a parody film. But also, you know, you know what else? What 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 else falls into into that uh, that bridge of a parody film? I'm gonna guess Hot Fuzz. Well, yes, by by virtue, it does. Uh, Shrek. Sam is oh, Shrek. Yeah, I can Sam see is that. Shrek. My Sam goodness. is Shrek. Confirmed. Get out. Oh my god. I mean, I oh get do out like my swamp. I do like my swamp. No. <laughs> Trev, what have you done? Oh my. god. You know what god. this means? Every DreamWorks ripoff of Disney in the early 2000s counts as a parody, including Shark Tale. It it does. No! Shark Tale is a parody of Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. Stop. It's a very horrible movie, very poorly <laughs> acted. I can't get Will Smith's horrible fish face out of my head. But hey, it is he a is a nice lady! Anyway. We're rooting our viewers' innocence right now. Stop. My also, goodness. funny enough, it has the Lego Batman movie listed as parody, 
Uh, and yes, wait, absolutely. And Knives Out, which I understand why they listed as parody, but it really isn't. It's just kind of I, it, that's like I, where I kind of feel Shaun of the Dead falls into the same. It's that same sort of gray area of it's not so much parody as it is just a very different take on the um yeah. the what's the word like the the conventions of the genre um i don't know there that's a that's a pretty interesting gray area that would be cool to have a conversation about but that will be for another time if we ever even consider talking about it <laughs> fun fact neil breen is a parody of himself neil breen is just oh. his own thing I'm not gonna be on. I'm not gonna. I am and not Neil, gonna be Breen in a Neil Breen is his own thing. I am not gonna be in a Neil Breen movie because he'd be like, "I can't believe you shot yourself, dude." He didn't. Do do, do you see <laughs> the line delivery? Is just just wild. in the background of every I single. I can't just, believe you killed yourself. yourself. I can't, I can't believe, believe. Be like, I'd be in the background going, "What is happening right now? Does anybody see this? <laughs> is he having a stroke?" You know what? I take it back. The genre I want to live in is the it's just Neil Breen movies. I want to I... be a real human Breen, okay? <laughs> just you have to. You have three things you no. have to do with every movie. You have to have some kind of weird science that you can't explain. You have to be an intense hacker. You have to get all uh, four things. You have to be in. You have to like get all the chicks. And lastly, you have to focus on all the corruption in the in the world. That's mm-hmm. five things. That is the that is a success story <laughs> to a Neil Breen film. I think the fifth one's gonna destroy some laptops too, but yeah, the laptops <laughs> budget went down. Laptops yeah. are also in that. <laughs> Point being, I am utterly prepared to become a real human Breen. Oh my god. God help us. And all. on that note, thank you for listening to this episode of the Frame 100 podcast. If you have any thoughts on any of the topics we discussed, <coughs> minus anything that was mentioned in the last two minutes. Please leave a comment or tag us on Twitter with hashtag Frame100Podcast. We'd also like to thank Lots of Toast for the awesome theme music. Go check out his channel and support his work. If you want to hear more from us, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Until then, stay tuned for our next episode, and keep brick filming!